Hello, hello, hello. Oh, jeez, you gotta be kidding me. Um, Godfather, Gorney Podcast, hi. Um, let's jump right into it. We got a new format now. You guys are gonna be excited about it. We're actually looking at like three topics and that's it. We're just gonna talk about those three topics. We're gonna be out of here quick. We might not even talk TV anymore. So be excited. You'll notice the helmets in the background are moving constantly. I'm wearing the same outfit I think I was last week. It's yeah. been washed, but you don't have to believe that. I mean, it could smell. And Gorney's rocking the rivals hat, which are rare and hard to find. So uh, article on ESPN that I found intriguing, and I'll probably write about this as well, but um, Bill Connolly uh, at ESPN, who I don't know, uh, listed five teams that he thinks could be the next Clemson. So here's my assumption on that is the next Clemson being not a team that comes out of nowhere, you know, because Clemson was winning under uh, Bowden. Uh, but he took them to the next level. I think what he means are teams that can consistently compete with Alabama and win national titles, multiple national titles. So he's got Georgia, which I agree with. He's got Notre Dame, which I don't agree with. Um, he's got Oregon. I'm not sure. Penn State, which I disagree with, and LSU, which is up for grabs. So let's break these down. Georgia first. Obvious, Yes. Yes, obvious. Yes. If uh, recruiting could not be better, in-game decisions should be better, definitely could win national championships. Yeah, I had Kirby outside my top 10 of coaches and people freaked out. I had him yeah. behind like Matt Campbell and, and, and Pat Fitzgerald who do a lot more with less. But based on recruiting with three straight number one recruiting classes and, and you know, finishing top five pretty much every year under Kirby, they should have won one by now. They came close. But they are clearly, to me, the team that belongs on this list. So there's no disagreement between you and I on that, correct? Right, yeah. I, I believe Georgia should win national championships like Clemson. Yes, and I think this year, I even did it in a fact or fiction, this year is the year they need to break through because they've got an experienced quarterback. The offense should be much better. Um, the defense is solid. Alabama's breaking in new players everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Texas A&M's breaking in a new quarterback. Uh, Florida's breaking in a whole group of wide receivers and a new quarterback. So this is the year for Georgia to break out of the SEC and win it all. But he's not under fire. I mean, he's not on the hot seat or anything. But this would be the year to me that would be their best chance in a while. Um, Notre Dame, zero chance. I don't even know why I put this on the list. Notre Dame is not going to win multiple national championships. Notre Dame is not going to play for multiple national championships. This is This was ridiculous to me. This was an interesting pick, and I agree with you, and I'll say this. When Notre Dame gets to the playoff, we see that they're the fourth best. They might be the fourth best team in the country, probably five, six routinely, but they're not one, two, three. And not only do you have to win that first game in the playoff, then you have to beat the, the other team for the national championship, and I just don't see Notre Dame doing that. They've had nice runs to the playoff, then they get smoked, that's just kind of how it is. I don't see how recruiting could, you know, fundamentally get much, much better there oh. um, with restrictions on academics and who they can recruit and all of those kinds of things. And so I just don't see how they could possibly move into that area where they're getting multiple national championships. Could they pull one out? Could they get lucky? Absolutely. Brian Kelly's a very good coach. But multiple national championships, like a, a dominating program like Clemson, where everybody's just flooding to, I don't see it. Yeah, I don't I don't think they can pull one out either. I, I just don't see it. I mean, based on 
you know, people always say the quarterback and the speed and all that stuff. And they're not recruiting quarterbacks to the level of winning a national championship. And, you know, if they were able to recruit at the level of Clemson and Alabama and Georgia and, and LSU and these other teams, you know, by, by that, I mean, academic restrictions don't matter. Then they could win multiple national championships. Absolutely. The brand is there, the coach is there, uh, but they can't. You know, uh, they, they can go after 60 of the top 100 kids in the country, whereas those other schools can go after everybody. So it's not a fair playing field. Notre Dame cannot be on this list. We will replace them shortly. Oregon, <sighs> I don't think he stays long enough, Mario Cristobal. It, I don't think he stays long enough if he wins one to win multiple. And I don't think he wins one. They're going to be the best team in the in the Pac-12, the way he's building that roster, which is a physical offensive and defensive line, physical SEC type of defense, uh, and a lot of fast skill players. Um, but if they break through and win one, I mean, he might go to Miami. Mm -hmm. uh, he could have gone to Auburn this past year, or he might go to Alabama if Nick Saban steps down. But, but I, I don't think multiple. Yeah, my feeling with Mario Cristobal is that he stays at Oregon to see if Alabama opens and then is in that running. I know he wants Miami. I mean, that I don't think that's any secret. We'll see if Manny Diaz can kind of stay there long term. Um, yeah, like you said, Auburn was an opportunity this year. Um, <clears throat> but I think, you know, is that really a step up for him? And can you win at Auburn at that level to keep your job for more than three or four years? until you're on the hot seat. I do think that uh, the path for Oregon is the easiest out of any of the teams we talk about. The Pac-12 is really a two or three, four team league. Maybe you win that league with no losses. You're definitely in one loss. You have a shot of being in and then you have uh, you know luck on your side to win it. With that defense that they're building, those linebackers are absolutely phenomenal. Maybe the best linebacking core in the country this year or next. Physical up front. I see you laughing. The reason I'm laughing is because remember you and I had a discussion about which linebacker would be better and have a better career, Trenton Simpson or uh, Justin Flo? Yes. It's early, so I'm not gloating. What I'm doing is I'm giggling. Justin Flo got injured in his first year, or he would have been body slamming people on the field and getting flags for it. Not my fault. Yeah, really. Did you see what Trenton Simpson did at Clemson? Both are very talented players, both five stars, both very good. Did we bet so, on that? I hope we did. Well, it's a bet that can't be determined for three more years. So. I know, but what's that food thing you like? That delivery? Uber Eats? No, no, no. The one that, the, 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 the stupid one where I sent you like stupid food. Omaha Steaks? No, what's it called? Gold Belly or something? Oh, Gold Belly. Yeah, definitely. How do you not know this? how i get my pennsylvania pizza i sent you a gold belly gift years ago i used it so fast i forgot you that you forgot all about i mean i've done so much for you adam um or oregon could be in a oregon could be in this list i think oregon or usc pick one because we're not picking two pack 12 which one do you want oregon okay and do you want to bet on Flo simpson who gets drafted higher what's the bet who gets drafted higher oh who gets drafted higher well, I mean, that's success, right? Yes, I'll take Justin Flo. What do we get? How much of a gold belly? Undetermined number because we can't gamble. 
Yeah, I was going to say, we'll talk about that offline in terms of yeah. what we get, but probably 50. Oh, you're so cheap. Thank God. Um, hey, I, I have to pay California taxes. You, you live in the... Uh, it's in not the legal to gamble out there yet, right? It is only legal to gamble here at Indian casinos. Okay. There, it's okay. But sportsbook out there at Indian casinos? No, no sportsbooks. Yeah, same here. Connecticut hasn't opened up yet. We will this year, so... Anyways, we'll keep that off. But yeah, Trenton Simpson, Justin Flo, sidetrack a little bit there. But um, Oregon, I'll keep Oregon on the list. So so Georgia and Oregon are two. Notre Dame's out. Penn State, no chance. Yeah, I don't see this. I mean, look, the last two national championships they won were in 82 and 86. So we're talking 35 years ago. Um, they got screwed in 94. We all know that. They got screwed a few years ago from getting into the playoff. But probably doing them a favor when Ohio state won it that year. But um, I just don't see them being you just said the two words. You don't have to say anything more. You just said the two words that you just have to say Ohio state. <clears throat> yeah, that's it. Yeah. They're not consistently getting past them. I'm sorry. No. James Franklin is a good recruiter, good coach. Again, he was in my 11 to 20 and people kind of freaked about that as well, but no, they're not getting past Ohio state. So that's a problem. So you can't have Michigan. You can't have anybody on there. And Ohio State should be on this list. Have they already broken through? Are 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 they already Clemson? Like oh yeah, Ohio one. State by far. Yeah. Yeah, but they won one. They won one in 2014. That's not Clemson. Clemson won two in four years. Clemson went to the playoffs six times. I know, but Urban was like 93 and nine at Ohio State or something. So you think they've already they're already Clemson level. Oh, absolutely. So I think Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State are the three that are at that level. Oklahoma is just below it. Notre Dame just below it. Georgia in that level, too. Oklahoma's been six times, too. But, yeah. you know, never got past the semifinal, whereas yeah. Ohio State won it and it got to the final. So, okay, I'll give you that. So, Penn State's out. Ohio State's not a candidate. So, we've got two out of five. LSU has already broken through. They won a national championship in 2019. Now, I guess what he's saying here is that they can rebound and win another one two and four years or three and five years or whatever. And, and I'll agree with that, but they're not on my list. I would take Texas A&M over them. I, I would put LSU on the list with uh, the caveat that they have to continue to recruit L, uh, Louisiana well and they get will. into Texas well, will. which will happen, right. I think unless this off the field stuff really, you know, tanks the program, which I don't see happening. Can Ed Orgeron <clears throat> out scheme people? I don't know. We'll see. I mean, he went through Bo Pelini in a year as a defensive coordinator. Now another one's coming in and we'll see how it all works out. That national championship year was like the perfect situation. Great quarterback transfer that they lucked into having become a superstar. Jamar Chase was on the field and everyone is getting super excited about him for the NFL draft. I mean, th that was like the perfect situation to win the national championship. The problem again, <clears throat> is that there's one word, not Ohio state, one word, Alabama. And that's an issue because they're in the same division. You can't take two from the same division as we saw with Texas A&M this year. So can they consistently beat Alabama and get to national championships? I find that hard to believe, but I'm still gonna put them on the list. All right. Well, are you putting AM on the list? No. Okay. So you got LSU on the list. I put AM instead of LSU, and I'll tell you why. 
they won the national championship. Everything came together in 2019 perfectly. Uh, I think it was a Joe Brady national championship, similar to a Gus Malzahn Auburn national championship. I, I like what Coach Orgeron has done at LSU. I think he's a tremendous uh, leader and, and, you know, manager, coach. Um, the problems there sanction-wise, I mean, they're digging deeper. You know, they, they just found the last mile stuff. Yes. And and so they're still digging. I mean, they've probably gone three feet deep and they got to get to six before the program just gets destroyed. You know, so more stuff's going to come out. Are you saying six feet? Because that's how deep they bury people in the ground? Yes. Oh, okay. Like yeah. Nice. I like that. I'm not saying death penalty or anything like that as far as, you know, but I'm saying they're still digging. They've just started. They're halfway there. Uh, okay. More stuff's going to come out. I mean, you know, Darius Geis sexually harassing a 70 year old woman was that yes. alleged um it, it's getting uglier uh so so i just think the ncaa eventually is going to set them back whereas you know texas a&m isn't under investigation currently jimbo fisher's won a national championship he's an excellent coach they came close uh they're a sleeping giant so i've got texas a&m you've got lsu um, alabama can Texas yeah, and here's Alabama. the thing. So we're, we're asking who's going to be the next Clemson. I guess we can't, we got to assume Alabama eventually is going to decline. But I don't think they will as long as Saban's there. But you're right. If I, if I can't say Penn State, then I can't say Texas A&M and you can't say LSU. Right. Unless you take two from the SEC. Well, yeah, that's tough. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm going to take a and I think okay. they can break through a couple times and, and you can take LSU and they've already broken through once. So you've got the little edge there. So, so we've got Georgia, Oregon, and you've got LSU and I've got Texas a and we need two more. Okay. Cause that's it. Notre Dame's out. Penn state's out. Who's it going to be? Uh, North Carolina is one of mine. That's a stretch. There's gotta be someone in the ACC. Gotta be. It would, it would have to be Miami. Oh. If they can recruit South Florida, if they could keep those kids home. Yeah. Just think about what Alabama, the damage Alabama has done in South Florida. And other schools too, but yes. Over the years. And other schools. Yes. But if you could keep those kids home, those playmakers home, mm -hmm. all you have to beat, all you have to beat is Clemson. And I'm going to say this, and it's going to sound stupid right now, but let's play this back in three years. Florida State. Yeah, that sounds stupid. That's not, I'm, I'm not even going to play that back in three years. It's just so stupid. I mean, so I'm not saying they're done, but they're so far away from Clemson. Like they're had the had Florida state not canceled that game due to safety concerns. Um, it would have been 70 to three. I know now, now it looks bad, but that 2022 class they're putting together is very yeah. good. Norvell's gonna, a very good coach. If they give him time and he wants to stay there. Good segue. We're going to segue into that soon, too. So I get what you're saying, but I disagree with you completely on Florida State. And I'll tell you why North Carolina over Miami because uh, of Mac Brown. Now, again, he's an older coach, so I don't know how long he's going to be there. But right. he's won a national title. He's a genius. Uh, the defense just needs to come together because the offense yes. is awesome. They're recruiting at an excellent level as well. And Miami's recruited South Florida okay in past years and still stunk. Randy Shannon yeah. recruited South Florida pretty good, and they were still very average. Al Golden didn't. He was weird. But they just 
I don't believe now if Mario Cristobal leaves Oregon, goes to Miami tomorrow, then I'll give you Miami, but I'm taking UNC. So you've got Miami. I've got UNC. You've got LSU. I've got Texas a and We need one more. And obviously that's going to be a big 12 team. And I think we can both agree it's, it's Oklahoma, right? Yes, it's Oklahoma. But are we talking about, I've accepted that Oklahoma is already almost at that level. So let's talk about who else in the big 12 could be there. I haven't, and, and we can argue this because they've given up like a billion points in every game they've been in the playoff. Yeah. Like a billion points. Yeah. Um, like, like I think LSU put 63 on them, could have put a hundred. Um, and they haven't got past the semifinals. They've never been in the finals in the playoff. So they're there consistently. I think they've been four times, not six. I, I, I don't know. But no, I'm not putting them in that level because Ohio State's won one and been to the been to the championship game. Um, LSU's won one. So, you know, they, they can be considered there, but Oklahoma cannot be considered there. And who else would you pick? I mean, Texas? Yes, I like Sark. But I still, you know, I like Herman. And that didn't work out. So, so you're going to say what, Texas? I would say Texas. If he could bring that offense and recruit the state like Mac Brown used to, they will be a playoff team. What about... Think it outside the box a little Big Ten wise and in a Big Ten West team. What about like Wisconsin with Graham Mertz and the way they're recruiting, the improved recruitment there? Do you think they could? They just can't get past Ohio State. That that's what we're saying. I think so. I mean, and and there were issues this year, so let's not take this year into account. But yeah, I mean, I think Wisconsin could be one of those teams. You, we know exactly what they're going to be. They're going to be a running team. I don't think Mertz really factors into it. Do they really have the playmakers for him to throw the ball all around? I think in the season opener last year, everybody got excited and then he had to sit and it was just a mess. They're going to run the ball. And and I think those teams can be successful. Stanford when Stanford was really good, was successful doing that, but are we like consistently winning national championships? I don't think Wisconsin is there. All right. Um, I think that's a pretty good discussion on that because there really aren't any other teams we can discuss. So let's segue back to your Florida State point about the five stars in the 2022 class. You've got some information. Obviously, you know, the meeting occurred before Travis Hunter dominated Pylon out west. Um, so when he was number 11 in the country, I think it was, people freaked. He, we know he's a top five talent. So what other changes, you know, do you see early on uh, based on what you've seen from 2022. So Travis Hunter, and I'm going to say this, and I don't want you to laugh at me, but he's oh, like wow. a skinny Derwin James. Okay, so I'm going to stop you right there. No, don't stop me. Here's why I'm going to stop you. Um, and I'm not involved, you know, as much in the rankings anymore and all this other stuff and recruiting. I'm, I'm morphing into... You know, I'm, I'm going from uh, cocoon to butterfly and college football is my focus and draft and stuff like that. But I will always have opinions on this stuff because I did it for 20 years. I could see the parallels. Great athlete, could play offense or defense. Probably more special. He's probably more special on offense, whereas James is more special on defense. Um, commit to Florida State early and don't look around. Seem to be very, very solid and focused, which is the leadership quality. 
but he's not nearly as physical as Derwin James was. No, he's not as physical. He's like a skinny Derwin James, but he's like so dominant on a football field that you're like amazed when you watch him and he's so competitive and he wants to like just go out there and like embarrass kids all the time. It's See, amazing Derwin, to watch. Derwin didn't do that though. He was competitive. He was a competitive he, kid. Flash. I mean, you remember we had him in, in Baltimore one year when half of our team got sent home and he carried us on offense and defense. Yeah. Um, and he was just tireless and just and didn't say a word, not one word. That's know? this kid, except he talks a little more. Right. And so that, like. there's a little bit of flash factor there. And I like think- every play at wide receiver, he dominates every play at say at corner. He dominates and he's he like plays on a pogo stick. He's so athletic and bouncy that it's really amazing to watch that he's he should be in the top five without question. I just, you know, how dare you compare anybody to Derwin James? How dare you? The only person that you can compare to Derwin James to me over the years is Eric Berry, maybe. And, and this is out of high school and Sean Taylor. That would be about it. So how dare you? He's like a skinny Derwin James. I'm telling you. Well, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to say no. Um, But what what else is is going on here? I mean, so I'm going to tell you, there's one guy here ranked in the top ten that I don't believe belongs there. Can you guess who it is? Who doesn't belong in the top ten? This is fun now because now you just crap all over your rankings. Yeah, tell me who 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 do you think? Uh, Big Bear. Yeah, you know, like. Did he dominate uh, Pylon in uh, in Dallas last weekend? Not really. No, that was Under Armour, bro. Under Armour in Dallas? Not really. <laughs> Pylon Atlanta, Under Armour Dallas. Here's what it is, and, and I like him. I think he's a five-star talent, but towards the end of the five stars, you know, to me, um, he's, a, he's a plugger. You know, he's going to take up bodies. He's going to stop the run. He's not a chaser. And to yeah, be number- is Travis Shaw a chaser? Well, he's he's number nine, and he's a little bit longer. You know, he's a six-six kid. You could see a little Dexter Lawrence in him, who yeah. turned out to be, you know, a chaser. Um, not as much as Christian Wilkins, but you know, he, yeah, Travis Shaw chases more. Big Bear is a guy who's gonna who's gonna worry you. Uh, he's gonna push the pocket, and he's gonna make you uncomfortable where you step to throw, but. I haven't seen the ability to sort of zigzag and chase. Uh, and if you're going to be number four in the country, you you need to be a chaser at that position, I believe. I mean, Rashawn Gary played defensive end. Now he's playing linebacker. He was a Which is incredible. You know, Dexter Lawrence was a chaser. Christian Wilkins was a, played freaking running back at Clemson. Yeah, definitely a chaser. That's athleticism off the charts. But Keithy and Alexander Big Bear, I don't have this for. Now, of course, you know, he's probably going to DM me and say, you suck. But this is my opinion. Um, you know, the difference between Walter Nolan and, and, and Alexander to me is, is stark. It's big. And they're yeah. three and four. So, you know, let me know when you fix that. Just send me a text when you guys fix that. Cornerback is going to be an interesting discussion. Because Jaheim Singletary is like the long, athletic Eli Ricks type. And Damani Jackson is kind of not not at all short or stumpy, but he's definitely 
not as long as an athletic, as lanky as loose, but he's more physical. So, and then you have Denver Harris thrown into the mix. So that's going to be a very interesting discussion too. And let's not forget about Will Johnson. And Will Johnson, yes, another another very, one. I very, think those very, are four very interesting guys. All tall, six foot two, physical kids. So you know, it's interesting to me. I wonder if any of them will end up on the same team. I mean, obviously, uh, no. he's committed to USC. He's not going to flip to Michigan. I doubt Will is going to flip from Michigan to USC. Denver Harris isn't looking at either of those two teams, and Singletary is committed to Ohio State, but rumors of what Florida and others. Yeah, Florida and others are going to continue to to go after him. And why do I say I wonder if they'll end up on the same team? Because you mentioned Elias Ricks, and the issue has been at LSU an ego thing, uh, you know, with him and Stingley. It's it's not pretty. I know this for a fact, and that can really hurt your team but it can also hurt your development so it's going to be super interesting to see lsu next season because when you got two alpha male cornerbacks on the same team yeah that often does not work it's right similar to quarterbacks you know only one quarterback plays of course but these corners as you know over the years are so cocky so arrogant so confident in themselves that you know he almost left LSU so he could be DB one someplace. Yeah. Which is incredible. Um, what, what makes amazing about Alabama because you don't hear any of this crap and, and Alabama has five-star cornerbacks all the time that play with each other. You know, what's interesting though. And I've kind of heard this around too, is like at Alabama, it's, I'm not putting up with your crap. You give me three years and I'll put you in the first round. And it's like accepted, like you either accept, like, like at Clemson, like if you want to commit here, commit, go ahead and commit. And we're happy to have you. But if you start playing this game where, Oh, I think I want to take visits, then you're gone and you're never coming back. Yeah. And so like, but why did accept it there and not accept it at LSU? Yeah. At LSU, it's kind of like, you know, let's compete and it's dog eat dog a little bit. And when two dogs are eating each other, no, no one succeeds there. You know? I mean, do you think it's a, um, because Alabama doesn't get a lot of corners from California. That's Clemson doesn't get a lot of corners. You think it's a California thing? With, with well, Rick? there is also this thing, and I'll tell you, it's true. Um, that when California kids go to the Southeast and they don't have immediate success, everyone in California goes, see, I told you, they're going to take their own guys. They're going to, they're going to treat their own guys better. They're going to do this. Why don't you stay here? And, and I think that comes from USC. I think it comes from the seven on seven circuit. I think it comes from everything. And uh, what you know, if you do have success? Well, then you're, you're the man and everybody loves you. And no, but I mean, Elias Ricks had success and, and Stingley who had an injury plague season was uh, higher on all SEC teams. Yeah. I'll also Booty, say this, Mike. Kishan Booty was the breakout SEC player, not Elias Ricks. You're blaming uh, you're blaming uh, Elias Ricks for all of this, and it we let's not not put any of the blame on Derek Stingley too. I mean, who, who yeah, knows I don't know what the, I don't know what the true story. I really don't. Yeah. I, I'm just going. And Elias Ricks has always been a nice kid. I always liked him. Little, 
a little flaky, as you know. Nice kid, but he's definitely a guy that wants to be the big man in the room, you know? Right. Like, and Stingley never gave me that impression whatsoever throughout the entire time we uh, we covered him. Yeah. Well, Very humble, you know? And maybe that comes with, you know, NFL ties and stuff like that. But but yeah. I digress. You know, yeah. I was just curious, you know, if there, are there any of these guys going to end up at the same place? Because it's almost now becoming, you know, if you get two good quarterbacks, like if we're already wondering who from Ohio State is going to transfer out. Like Quinn Ewers hasn't even signed <laughs> and he's in the discussion for the portal because what if Kyle McCord wins the job this year? Or what if CJ wins the job and stays there for two more years? Or what if Jack Miller wins the job? It's likely not happening. But, you know, somebody's going to leave. And my guess right now is it's going to be Miller and McCord and Stroud will win out and then Ewers will take over. But you have talented quarterbacks, somebody's leaving. But it's almost becoming in the cornerback position, I've noticed. And this is why it was impressive for Florida State when they had Jalen Ramsey and Derwin James on the same team. And I can see why Jalen yeah. Ramsey was the Elias Ricks, the flashy one. And, 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 and you know, uh, Derwin James was the quiet one. You yeah. know, uh, you need that. But if you get two, two alphas and one alpha is not happy, then you could end up having transfer. So cornerback transfer portal is going to be interesting to me. That's the only reason I brought that up. Which is inter- interesting because it doesn't happen at the running back position. If anything, it's the opposite at running back. They want to play together because they don't want to take the pounding. Right. And that's that's been sold to them, you know, and, it's, and the NFL's kind of sold it, you know, like the less, you know, the, the guys that take – a billion hits in college, you know, the Trent Richardsons of the world, you know, and again, he's one example. I mean, Derrick Henry took a billion hits in college and he's fine, but splitting carries, keeping legs fresh, that's a big running back thing now. Yeah. Where it never used to be. I mean, it used to be, you know, I'm not going to this school because they got this five star and I want to go and be the one only running back in my class. But corner is not like that. And, and it should be because honestly, Derek Stingley is going to be a top five pick in the draft next year. Yeah. And Elias Ricks will be a top five pick in the draft the following year. So I don't know. It's just, it's intriguing to me. And I don't know why I went off on that tangent. It's probably going to screw up the minutes, but who cares? Let's two move. I heard. Come on. One, two rumors I heard. Tell me if you think they're true oh, or not. Okay, go. Zach Rice has no interest in Virginia and he's not going to go there. I believe that. No, I don't believe that. I don't believe that. I believe a lot of people think he's going to North Carolina. Um, but I, I don't believe he's lost interest in Virginia. Absolutely not. Michael Williams didn't commit to Georgia because USC convinced him not to. I don't know about that. I don't have enough. I don't have enough boots on the ground on that one. Yeah. Um, I haven't heard that. Uh, I mean, that seems odd. I, first of all, I think the Zach Rice thing is a head fake. Zach Rice wants his decision to be so suspenseful. It's yes. like the most important thing in the world to him. Yes. And he's going to do whatever it takes to make it so. So I believe the UVA thing is put out there, but I don't believe it for a second. As far as USC, uh, you know, and a, a, a Georgia kid. Yeah. Seems odd. Yeah. So that one I would, I would question as well. But why didn't he commit? I mean, he should have committed by now. Yeah, he said he wasn't 100% confident in his decision, so he didn't want to make a decision and then have to back out of it. That's smart. Good for him. Yeah. You know, kudos to him. But I don't know if it's, you know, true. a team 3,000 miles away that's in his head. So, right. 
All right, those are good rumors. Let's 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 hit the draft and then get out of here because we got a call at two, which is gonna be fun. Trevor Lawrence number one, we know that. Yes. Zach Wilson number two to the Jets seems like a done deal. So what do they do with Darnold? Bye. Give up on him. Yep. For the next guy to get smashed around until they get an offensive line. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know what? I mean, that's the way of the world. The quarterbacks. You know, I mean, the Bears are are. I've heard today they're, they're just stuck with Trubisky. Stuck. Can they I tell you something? Them. If I was an NFL GM. Yeah. And I'm not the type to be like, oh, I know everything, but. You just get a quarterback, let's say Sam Darnold. Yeah. Then you build around him. Yes. And a quarterback at that level will be able to deliver the ball wherever it needs to be. So if you bring in Darnold and then three years later, bring in Wilson and don't build around him, no matter how good Wilson is, it's like a good running back. You bring in a running back yeah. and build around him with an offensive line. And yeah. then no matter how average that running back is, he'll be better than, than he shows. See, to me, it's not the offensive line that they, did, they didn't attempt. I mean, because they took Mekhi Becton last year, and he was their starting. And, and receivers. Well, that's the thing. They have no receivers. None. And they haven't been in the free agent market. I mean, they've been rumored with, with guys and stuff like that. But, no, I, I don't agree that you give up on Sam Darnold, but that's the way life is. I mean, look at how quickly Josh Rosen was given up on. And we know his, his, his arrogance and his attitude probably had a lot to do with that. But – now he's in San Francisco as an afterthought. Um, Dwayne has takes Jamar Chase just to have somebody to throw the ball to. You know, um, Dwayne Haskins is done. Yeah. You know, Trubisky, they're still trying to get out from under that pick and they're having trouble doing it. Yeah. They put so much money into him. So, you know, Jets will be Jets. I mean, they'll take Zach Wilson, they'll put billions of dollars into him. They'll probably get rid of Darnold for like a fourth rounder or something and yeah, it'll suck. So, you know, but they got a new head coach, and I think, you know, Zach Wilson's probably a done deal to the Jets. Jamar Chase to the Dolphins seems to be the logical choice there. So there's really no need to discuss. They need weapons. I personally think Tua is not going to be a good NFL quarterback, but you can't, like, pick. You can't do the Arizona thing. No. And just pick two first-round quarterbacks back-to-back because that just sets you back. So let's get Jamar Chase there um, and give Tua – uh, a weapon because their receivers aren't very good either. Justin Fields Falcons. Everybody seems to think that fits because of the Georgia connection. I don't think anybody cares about that. I don't think the Falcons care about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it could be Trey Lance uh, at four, but the Falcons are very likely to take a quarterback because Matt Ryan's 35 and he's probably got like three years left. Are you saying the Falcons? Falcons. I say Falcons. Yeah. It's not, it's, it, it should be Falcons. Yes. I say Falcons. And I say I say Millennium Falcon. No. Is that the that's a spaceship? Yeah. I've always said Falcon. I don't like that. Well, I think my parents raised me poorly. So yeah, I don't like it either. It's awful. Falcons. Fal Falcons. All right. Bang Bengals, nice wolf, boom. Or Slater. Just take an offensive lineman. Protect Who do you take though? Oh, I would take I would take Sewell. I mean, I think people are overthinking things as usual, and I think there's a lot of misinformation out there as well. Yes. You know, um, I would take. I mean, Darisaw is my number two guy from Virginia Tech, and then nothing against Slater. I think all three of them are top fifteen picks, but you know, Penay Sewell opted out. Uh, but remember, a year ago, he was 
a transcendent offensive tackle, like a, a, a generational talent, blah, blah, blah. What drives me crazy is as I scroll through Twitter at night and I'm watching these NFL draft guys breaking down each play of every game and then pointing out, it's like their agenda. It's like their agenda. Like I could find a bad play of Rashawn Slater somewhere and be like, see, he's not number one. Everybody has Sewell number one. Why? Why? He sucks. He he missed a block against Washington three years ago, and now he's terrible. Just stop overthinking it. Panay that, Sewell's that's the fun part. I mean, Slater opted out too. So the, yeah, the, but Panay Sewell, you know, but again, people overthink. We overthink all the time. Like I said, the biggest we do that recently is, is we moved Mika Fitzpatrick to safety because we yeah. overthought and we over scouted. Yeah. You know, again, it was a five star. We kept him as a five. He lived up to the hype, so we're happy with that. But we moved into safety because we just we 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 did too much thinking. So don't think Bengals take Panay Sewell. Um, Eagles either take Devontae Smith or Kyle Pitts. Period. Get some weapons. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts is your quarterback. That's not going to work out well, I don't think, because he's not a super accurate accurate passer. But their receiving core sucks too. Do you agree yeah, with they that? They suck. They suck. I I almost kind of want them to take Pitts. They could. I mean, Pitts is like a wide receiver. Yeah. So, uh, but it's either going to be Pitts or Devontae Smith at six. I don't think Pitts lasts longer. Uh, the Lions, a lot of people have Micah Parsons in there. Um, you know, I don't know what, I mean, they have a lot of needs. Um, Edge, they're not going to address at seven. I think they trade down. I would, if I were them, and trade down. Um, I don't know if Mark, Micah Parsons is a home run top linebacker here with, uh, you know, JOK. I like calling him JOK uh, at Notre Dame because I always forget how to pronounce his name. Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa, but JOK. I like JOK. That works. JOK is there. Uh, Zayvon Collins, that might be a little high for him at seven, but uh, I would take, you know, you took a CUDA last year, so you're not you're not going to take another corner up there. So this feels like a trade down. Yeah, definitely a trade down. I think. Um, you know, you got Hawkinson at tight end. Now they could use a wide receiver. So let's say the Eagles take uh, Pitts and Devontae Smith's there. Boom, take him. That's fine. I mean, Galladay's gone, uh, and they need some some breakout guys. So that's a possibility too. Or trade down. Carolina Panthers. Probably going to take a quarterback. Now, if Kyle Pitts falls to them, I think they'll take him because they need tight end bad. But then who's going to throw the ball to him? Um, yeah. And if they do trade for Deshaun Watson, this pick is part of that package. So I think they'll probably go quarterback. Uh, it might be Mac Jones. You know, Matt Rule liked him at the senior bowl. That seems high for him. But, you know, Trey Lance is an intriguing prospect. And do you know, do you know why we had Trey Lance ranked so low? Do you want, want to know why Minnesota – uh, his home state school had him in camp for like three years and didn't go on him. Why? He was a catcher, okay, in, in baseball. And his delivery was three-quarter. You know how catchers throw the ball down to second base? Yeah, like they snap it. They snap it. And they yeah. snap it three-quarters. Um, and a lot of it's because you have to snap it three-quarters if, if it's a left-handed batter. You know, you got to get and that ball him. around him. Yeah. So his his release was complete snap. Now – he did obviously end up correcting that. His, his release is great now, um, you know, but he hasn't played at a high level. So he's, he's a risky pick at eight, but I think he's going to go there or somebody's going to trade up, you know, Patriots or somebody trade up. Nine, 
to me, you got back-to-back corners going nine and 10. Broncos need one. Cowboys need one. So it's either going to be Farley, Chupain, Sertain, Farley to me. That's fine. I'd go Sertain, Farley. I would too, but Farley's really good too. So I don't think you can go wrong there, either of those teams. Now, again, there's talk about the Broncos taking a quarterback somebody slides because Drew Locke they're not sold on, but I think they have bigger fish to fry, um, you know, especially in on defense. So now New York Giants, what do you do if you're the Giants? You don't need to run them back. You're not going to take a quarterback. No, you don't need that. You're you, fine. You're not going to reach on an edge rusher that high. I don't think you really need wide receivers. Is this where like a Rashad Bateman or a Jalen Waddle goes? Waddle Waddle would make sense, I think. That'd be interesting to put Daniel Jones, Saquon, and Waddle together. Let's see if Pitts is still there. That would be interesting. I don't know if you go edge rusher. I mean, I think they need help on offense, if only to free up Saquon a little bit more. Yeah. By the way, my dog's about to go nuts because the uh, the uh, exterminator pest people are here. Yeah. Checking the traps because we got wilderness and wildlife. Um He's going to go nuts. So just be prepared for it. It's, the door's closed, but he's, you're going to hear him. Okay. 49ers, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot that they need, including quarterback as well. Um, you know, I, I I think they could take best player available. Um, you know, maybe offensive line, maybe wide receiver, uh, you know, maybe linebacker or somebody like that. Chargers need weapons. Um the Vikings need – I mean, they took Justin Jefferson last year, so I see Devontae Smith sometimes here, and I'm like – Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. I mean, Thielen just re-signed, right, and yeah, Jefferson, it's, and – It's not going to happen. I mean, they have so many defensive needs. Um, you know, I think that, that the Vikings would, could also take a defensive back, you know, a J.C. Horn or somebody like that. I mean, these corners I really like. And, and Greg Newsom from Northwestern had an amazing pro day, and he's also, to me, a top 20 pick. So He also I, said he's the best corner in the draft. Who said that? Greg Newsom. Well, I love that confidence. I mean, again, yeah. you wouldn't play nice with other cornerbacks, and that's the way it is. No. Um, but, yeah, yeah, I think they have to go defense there, too. Patriots need a quarterback. Um, so either they trade up or hope Mac Jones slides to them. If Mac Jones is available here, they take him, I think. Now, you can't predict what Bill Belichick's going to do ever, right? Right. Um, he might take – I don't know what he might do. It's just so unpredictable because, you know, for over the years, they seem to just take guys uh, that you wouldn't expect to go that high or – you know, take take chances on, and it's worked out for them. But their quarterback play is horrible. They just addressed wide receiver and and you know, tight end uh, Hunter Henry, uh, and they got Janu from uh, the Titans. Yeah, they got Aguilar. So they're they've already so they got to either go quarterback or defense. Um, Cardinals, I could definitely see offensive line. This is where Slater could go. This is where Vera Tucker could go. This is where Derrishaw could go. Uh, they need to protect the little guy, Kyler. Um, now we get into the Raiders who need edge. So this is where you could see a Greg Russo or a Quiddy Pay, somebody like that. Would you take Russo or Pay? I'd take Russo. I think Pay is Pay coming out of high school was a high three star because he was a great athlete, not a great football player. Yeah. And I saw him at Under Armour and that panned out. You know, he was a great 
athlete, but not a great football player. I still think he's a great athlete, not a great football player. Um, he's going to put up ridiculous numbers, and he's everyone's going to be tempted. He's going to go in the first round, but I would take Russo. And again, Russo, everybody is like, oh, don't take Russo. He opted out last year, blah, blah, blah. The year he had in 2019 was amazing. Yeah. As a pass rusher. And he I is, think I would take Russo Phillips pay. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I don't remember who else I had in there because my my brain is just sort of falling apart. But uh, you know, Ojolari is also up there as an edge rusher and stuff like that. So I, I don't I don't know, but I would I would definitely take an edge if I'm the Raiders. Dolphins, um, you know, another pick. You know, let's say they get their receiver in Jamar Chase at number three. What do you do here? Najee. I don't think they are going to do that. Um, you know, I think it'd be a great fit and you can't go wrong with them. But I think they might go offensive line, um, yeah. you know, and, and continue to hope to improve that because their offensive and defensive line play last year. I watched a few games, obviously, because I was uh, betting on them just got tossed around too much. Um, but there's not really a big interior lineman that you love in this draft. You know, Barmore is good, but not great. Um, you know, your, your guy Levi out there out west is good, but not great. So um, we got to wrap this up shortly. So Washington football team, who knows? Chicago Bears, you're a mess. You know, uh, maybe take a, a, a wide receiver. Colts. Titans, Titans definitely need edge. The Jets' second pick should be defense. The Steelers should take Najee Harris. That's the absolute fit. If he falls there, he should definitely go. Uh, he'd be great there. And then the Jaguars, JOK or, or Zevin Collins, because they need help on defense as well. Um, you know, and then somebody's going to end up probably getting one of the steals of the draft, which to me, there's a couple of them. Trevin Mooring is one of them at, at TCU. He's like a honey badger type um, yeah. who could be top 10 talent, but he will slide into the, into the twenties, I believe. And somebody's going to get real lucky there. Um, and the other one is Ojolari, who I think is a tremendous, you know, edge rusher hybrid guy who is in a, in a weak edge year could end up being the best edge guy over pay Russo and Phillips and stuff like that. So I love the draft. I love talking about it. I love watching it. I hate that there's no combine. I love the pro days. Um, not too many underrated guys. I did uh, something in the three-point stance today. They've got guys that are going to make us look stupid. And it's, you know, Zach Wilson was a three-star, so he might. Yeah. Um, you know, Trey Lance, of course, was a two, but he had that catcher's release. Uh, but most of these guys are four and five. Slater was a three. But he was very, he was kind of overweight and slow. Um, and Quiddy Pay was a three, so he's going to make us look bad. Darisaw was a two out of high school, but a four out of prep. Huh. Um, and then Newsom was a three. So, but a lot of these four and five stars. I mean, my last report card, so to speak, is going to be a good one. And then I hand it off to you, clowns, and you guys can screw it up. <sighs> We'll see how we do. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> I don't have any confidence in you. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. No, and you would do, but other people. Um, it's 154. We got to call it two. No TV talk, really, I no. don't think. Um, so let's just 
Adam Gorney is on Instagram now, and he is he's killing it. He's got two posts up. Three now. I put a video up last night. Three. And it's what, at Adam Gorney? No, Gorney Rivals. Okay, someone had Adam Gorney? I think so. It must have been. All right, Gorney Rivals on Instagram. He's building that. He's got like 20-something followers, which is good. Um, Adam, at Adam Gorney on Twitter, just an amazing follow because he's going to stop retweeting every offer. Yes. Right? That's, that's my thing. I, I'm going to talk to you about social media strategy. Don't listen okay. to the other guy. Listen, I know. I'm going to step on toes. Um, TikTok yet? TikTok, I'm more of a uh, long-time follower, first-time caller the kind of thing. You're not a, you don't have a handle there? Uh, no. Okay. And I'm Rivals Mike on Twitter. I am Rivals Godfather on Instagram. I am Rivals Godfather on TikTok as well. 8,800 followers on the talk. I had a 13-year-old call me wicked stupid the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I just followed a 10-year-old quarterback. Nice. Who has 10 times more followers than I do on TikTok. Very valuable. My life is not going well. It's spiraling. So, all right, that's it. Uh, have I had this the whole time? I can't see anything there. It's like a dry spot. Oh, all right, I'm still handsome. Goodbye, Adam Gorney. Bye.